Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. I'm Corinne. I'm Derek. And this is our podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening. 2021. We made it, guys. Yeah. New year, new you. All of our problems are gone. <laughs> Everything. It's just Time to go to brunch. clean. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's ship shape. Uh, I think my favorite 2020 to 2021 uh, meme has been the Far Side cartoon, where the lady's jumping out of a building on fire to land on the trampoline and then bounces right back into the building across the street that's on fire. Yes, that's, that's a good one. Uh, that's been my uh, 2021 feelings, pretty much. Uh, but we're not going to bring it down to today, Karen. Okay. This is a, this is this a positive is... podcast today. What? Yeah. We're, okay, you started well, off on the wrong foot. We're we're going to give it a second new go here. Year, new year, new us. podcast, all about the positive. So much. So we're not even going to do the news, Karen. Thank no you. news today. Thank you, baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't take it. Today. Couldn't take it. We're going to start the year off without any real updates to the news. I mean, obviously the vaccine is being rolled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is maybe not the greatest rollout in the history of things. Well, it's right on par with how gonna, I'd expect it. Yeah, exactly. Be. Yeah, the COVID has mutated, I guess. There's a new, more uh, like contagious. Uh, contagious version. And there are some experts who will say, you know, having it be more contagious because it increases the baseline can cause it to be more deadly uh, in that sense that just more people get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not even going to talk about it. We're, we're just, not we're even tr- going to mention gonna that. We're going to glide right over it. <laughs> Did Donald Trump try and strong arm uh, <laughs> the vote counter in Georgia into finding 1,100 votes honestly or whatever? honestly kind of hilarious <laughs> to hear him grasping at straws that way? Yes. Yes. Uh, and then I think my favorite reaction to that was Jesse Ventura. The former WWE. Do not know what Jesse Ventura's reaction was. Well, to that. he was upset at the violation of bro code. Apparently bro code? on Twitter, he said uh, that you know when someone tells you something, says something in private, you keep it private. Oh, he was mad that they that they leaked it. <laughs> that that the guy like had recorded the conversation and then like publicly oh. presented it. Well, of yeah. course, that's that would be someone's takeaway. Yeah. From... So this is of course a violation of Section 32B of the bro code. Uh, so he's officially not cool, bro. Cool. It's unclear whether this is the same uh, sort of code that covers locker room talk. I'm sure it is. <laughs> this is why that phone call is protected under the locker room talk. Yeah, the locker room talk act of four right. years ago right? or whenever. But those are good bookends to the Trump uh, era. Mm-hmm. The grab him by the P and the let's just literally strong arm a public official into lying. Uh, just... Where it started, where it ended, sort of thing. Good year. Yeah. Good four years. Good. Good. Good decade, good life. really. Yeah. <laughs> Been a good life. But we're not going there, Corinne. We're just going to zoom positive. right past it. It is New Year's. New Year's. New Year's. And so today, we're going to get right into a sort of uh, preparedness New Year's special. All right. Corinne, do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? I uh, am as many years <laughs> Again, going to take this January to lose some weight. <laughs> sure. Like uh, you and about a billion other people. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but New Year, clean slate. Maybe you could diet this year. Maybe this is the year. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure nobody else has ever thought that. No. Um. So yeah, I joined uh, Weight Watchers. If you'd like to be a sponsor, I have joined Weight Watchers. Oprah, you if you're listening, I would, would love to be your friend. Um, <laughs> so doing that, which is actually pretty sane because you can still eat whatever you can still eat foods sure it just it's basically encourages you not to be a monster and eat 
you know, chicken breast. Do what I'm doing, which is sitting on the couch, binging shows, eating all of the Christmas candy. Yeah, that's <laughs> hard not to do, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's what the week that everyone talks about, the weekend after uh, Christmas, Christmas to New, New Year's. Year's yeah. And that's when you just, you just live like, you know, a monster or a king, however you want to put it. <laughs> Either or. Either. Both. It's kind of a little bit both. So I'm doing that, you know. Every year, just want to be a little bit better, right? Sure. That's the idea. Always be better. Any preparedness related uh, or climate change related? uh, I work a lot of doubles at work and we get two N95 masks uh, if we work a double. So, hint, I use one N95 mask and then I stick the other one in my center console or the side of my door or the floor. Everywhere in my car is full of N95 masks. Oh, okay. I think in a few weeks, I'll have a good supply. So when the inevitable 2021 fire season comes along, I'll be have... ready for it. Yeah, okay. So okay. if you want to count that, and I, I've definitely, I've kept up on the well-stocked dry goods food sort of department. Good. As we know, resolutions are easy to make, hard to keep. And so today, what we're going to do is do two things. The first thing we're going to do is talk about how to actually keep resolutions, like scientifically, the thing, seven things you can do to keep a resolution. Oh, man. This is like an influencer thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this is... Okay. So this is a life hack, right? As <laughs> sure, they call sure. it. Uh, so this works, obviously, for your preparedness stuff, but it works for anything in life, really. Anytime you want to set a goal and achieve it, this is kind of a step-by-step how to achieve goals. And then the next thing we're going to do, Corinne, the last part today, 21 resolutions for 2021 that you can do for preparedness. All right. So. Sounds good. Seems good. Seems like on the lighter side of things. Are you ready to get into it today? I'm so thrilled we're not doing the news. I'm ready. All right. So like we said, it's easy to make a resolution, right? But really, like, it's also just as much of a trope how many people abandon resolutions before January is even up. like, four days. Sure. (laughs) And so, like, I am definitely one of these people who gets real excited about making plans and then never follows through with them. You and and everyone else. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that does seem to be everybody's. Most everyone else. So how to make a resolution stick, right? Step number one, create a measurable goal. Oh, my God. You know what this reminds me of? When I worked at a restaurant and they would be like... This is how you plan to achieve. Yep. You can't, what was, I can't even remember how it goes. Basically, like, if you can't measure it, then you can't do it. Exactly right. (laughs) So vague resolutions, like, I want to eat healthier, or, you know, I want to be happier, right? Hard. These are hard, not just because... Not quantifiable. Yeah, uh, for a major reason they're hard is because you can't actually quantify them. They're intangible, right? One day you might feel happier, the next day you might not. On the whole, was this a better week than last week? Who knows? What does getting healthier mean to you? Exactly. So in the end, the whole idea just kind of fades away because it's it's so intangible, right? Right. So what you really need to do is create specific goals. And so I'm going to actually give you the, what were called SMART goals. Oh, years no, ago. I yes. did read this. Years ago, when I was in, uh, uh, when I worked at a coffee shop that rhymes with Farbucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is exactly the same program I wanted to kill myself listening to when my last job. Yeah. Yes. Pretty much every job. But it's actually like the Smart one goals. bit of Specific. corporate information I can that I can ever, that, that's ever been useful to me. It is true. And because this is actually something you can do with pretty much anything. So. And I do judge other people using this method. Yes. So when you <laughs> need to create a goal, right? The way to do it is SMART as an acronym. I know the acronym, Yes. Derek. All right. So number one, SMART. Specific. Specific. Measurable. Yep. Attainable? Yep. Uh, R. Record? Realistic. Realistic. Okay. That's very similar to attainable. Yeah, it is. And then? <laughs> T? Yep. 
time? Timely, yep. Yes. So we're going to kind of go over that a little bit quicker here. So rather than I want to be healthier, make the goal specific. Say, I want to work out three times a week yes. or I want to lose 20 pounds or whatever your actual goal is, put it in a way that's specific because mm -hmm. healthier, again, can mean a lot of different things. I but ate you fruit can this morning. easily <laughs> tell. So those goals are not just specific, but they're also measurable. That's step two, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell whether you worked out three times a week. Just by... Did you do it? <laughs> Did you do it, right? It's not, I want to work out more or I want to get stronger. It's, I'm working out three times a week. You there either you, did it or you didn't, either right? Either nailed it or you didn't. Uh, attainable means it's within your power to accomplish, right? Okay. So, I want to win the lottery is both specific and measurable, but it's not within your power to accomplish, right? You could or you could not. It's all based on chance, right? Sure, sure, sure. So, that's not a smart goal because you can't control it. I can't fly, Whereas I want to run three miles is an attainable goal, right? Realistic is the other part of it. If you were to say, I want to run an ultra marathon up Kilimanjaro. Next week. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> not a realistic goal, right? Half marathon by the January or January of next year. By June year. or something. Yeah, or running a marathon in a year or whatever. Those are realistic goals depending on the person. Um, or I want to put $50 in savings each month or something like that. That's mm -hmm. not, I want to be a millionaire, right? Because yes. you're never going to, you know. All right. So realistic, similar to uh, attainable in that sense. And then the last one is putting a time constraint on the goal, timely. When right? will this be done? So I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, but if it takes you five years, that's not really timely, right? That's still getting better. It's still better. <laughs> but if you, wanted, if you wanted to make it a smart goal, sure. it would be like, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year or mm -hmm. in six months or whatever the mm -hmm. time frame should be, right? And again, a realistic time frame. You're not going to lose 20 pounds in a week, sorry, or not healthily. <laughs> Yeah. You could do it. There's no great way to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Not recommended. But that's my point. Yeah. Smart, right? Uh, there are tons of little uh, like images for this if you just Google it because mm -hmm. uh, it's a big corporate thing. But it actually has been useful in my life. So that's why I'm giving it to you guys today. And it absolutely applies to your preparedness goals as well. So rather than saying like, I want to be ready for climate change, right? You say, I want to have two weeks supply of water on hand. Mm -hmm. See the difference? That's the difference between a goal that you can actually achieve and one that you're going to abandon or not even remember come March. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was going to do that. Yeah. Well. Step two, Corinne. Mm -hmm. Identify clear steps that you can take. Yes. So you can't lose weight or get out of debt or accomplish much of anything, really, without anything taking different. many smaller steps along the way, right? Mm -hmm. You need to lose one pound and then two pounds and then three pounds. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to get out of debt, you need to slowly pay off your debt, Right. So you need to map out the steps you need to take to accomplish whatever your goal is, right? And write them down. Write down the steps you're going to take, mm. right? Putting it on paper takes it out of your mind into something that only you know. Or like you said, one of the things about Weight Watchers is those accountability partners, right? Yeah, it's I having... don't have any yet. <laughs> sure, but you mentioned it, right? <laughs> yes. The idea that you throw it out there in the world, you tell somebody about it, you've got yeah. it out there and now some now there's some uh, accountability to it right embarrassment level sure even if it's just that if you want to increase your emergency food supplies write down exactly what you're going to do to accomplish this are you gonna mm -hmm. buy an extra can of beans every time you go to the grocery store or whatever right mm -hmm. just write down your plan step three set yourself up for success this is trying to like get all the distractions out of the way it's easy to feel really motivated at the start of the year. Yes. New year, new you. You're in it to win it. You got it. You're, you can see it. You're you like, can yeah, dream I'm it. I'm going to do this. It. Exactly right. 
But life is a damn grind. Yes, it is. <laughs> right? You work doubles. Uh, kids get sick. Something happens. Your, your dog throws up on the furniture and you have to wake up at three in the morning or something. You just or don't feel just like going to the gym. you're hungry, man. Or whatever, right? <laughs> uh, motivation and hype is just not enough in life. No, it's not. Right? Thank Plan God. Plan for the crash and motivation that comes, right? By setting yourself up. And you do that by doing little steps that make it easier to accomplish your goal, right? So if your goal is, uh, you know, sober January, right? If your goal is, I'm not going to drink any beer this month, don't have beer in your fridge. <laughs> it's a good call. It seems silly, but like that's the sort of thing. If your goal is to eat healthier, right, which is uh, not a smart goal, Throw but if your goal away. is to lose some weight, don't bars. have a candy bars hanging out, right? Get rid of that Christmas candy. Make it easier to make healthy choices, right? Stock your fridge with healthy food. Do those sort of things. Think about the things that are going to trip you up if you and clear them out of your way. If you want to save two weeks of food or two weeks of water, you better have something to put that water in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep your workout gear packed if your plan is to work yeah. out. Like things like this. Just make it easy to accomplish your goal. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Got it. All right. Next one. Plan for obstacles. Very similar to the last one, right? Yes. Uh, life freaking happens, man. Mm-hmm. And we've all had a plan get shot to hell by random stuff, right? Yes. Uh, we try to save money, and then your water heater breaks or something, right? Yeah. We try to lose weight, and there's somehow bags of Christmas candy. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Literally on the table when we're podcasting. I don't know how that happens, mm, Who could say why? <laughs> yeah. Uh, planning ahead for the probable challenges helps you feel equipped to handle them, right? So thinking about what's going to trip you up, what sort of things could get in your way, right? Mm-hmm. So if your goal is, all right, I want to store more water, right? Well, do I have a place to do so? Like, yes. how can I collect the water? Think about the, the things that are going to be problems and start working through them, right? So that they don't just run into that brick wall. Yes. Number five, start when you're ready, right? New Year's <laughs> is literally just a day. You can have a fresh start any day. Exactly right. There is nothing special about January 1st, right? In fact, starting on January 1st might put you at a disadvantage if you aren't truly ready to go at that point, if you're not set up for success, right? If your house is still full of candy, Mm -hmm. don't start your your workout regime right then. Get the house empty of candy first and then be like, all right, January 15th, we're starting or whatever. It doesn't have to be January. It can be whenever. This is for any goal. So start when you're actually ready to start the goal. That way you don't get discouraged by failure. I didn't start on January 1st because by January 1st, I knew I was working a double. So then I had to plan to where a day when I didn't work a double so I could go to the grocery store, get what I needed to eat. So it was January-ish. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right? When you're committed to the goal, then you go ahead and start it, right? And that means don't worry about resolution. I mean, we're joking a lot about New Year's resolutions. It's a time to think about setting new goals. But it's not the only time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be the fifth. No one's going to care in the end except for you. And if you accomplish your goal, it doesn't matter when you start it. I don't care if it was the first or the fifth. Exactly. So it's not too late to set goals is the other part of it. A lot of people are like, well, shoot, I forgot to make resolutions. Maybe all or next nothing. year. Yeah. yeah. It's not all or nothing. The next is track your progress. Yes. Right? So this is also important to us to achieving a long-term goal is you need to know that you're headed in the right direction. Right? It's, so it's important to track that progress. Use an app or a calendar or a spreadsheet or, you know, scratch hash marks into the wall with your trusty contraband metal spoon like all the other inmates in the asylum. Whatever works for you. Sure. Uh, When you're able to see how you're doing, it also can help motivate you to do better or to keep on the path, right? So, again, when you're losing weight and you're recording your weight weekly. And your food that you're eating Or recording the food daily. These are, you know, common steps people tell you to take. 
and you see, oh, this week I'm down a pound. This week I'm down a pound and a half or whatever it is. That's a small success. It's a step on the road and it records your progress. Also, if it goes the other way. You go, oops, I ate too many of those. Went out to eat too many times this week or whatever. Or if you're trying to save money and you're like, all right, what's my savings account balance? Oh, no, I had to dip in for this or that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't have to do that. You know, it allows you to kind of track it as you go. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's a really important part of achieving any sort of long-term goal. And then number seven, learn from your mistakes. There right? you go. Mistakes are a part of the process. Too often people think that one mistake and then they're like forget destined it. to fail, forget it, throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they mm-hmm. say, right? Let's say you're driving home from that double and you just need a spicy chicken sandwich from oh, Wendy's God. to get through the night. It's like right? a beacon in the night and you need it. Exactly. Don't abandon the entire eat healthier plan. Tomorrow, because, go back to it. Exactly, because yes. you messed up one day. Yes. Or if you're trying to save money and then the new PS5 video game comes out you and just you just spend 60 bucks that you didn't really want to spend, yeah, that's not a great plan, but don't all of a sudden stop saving money. Don't then buy a new controller too. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, one study showed that people who are successful in maintaining resolutions tended to slip up at least 14 times along the way. There you go. Right? So the real success isn't that they didn't make a mistake. It's that they got back on the horse, that, that they kept they going. dust themselves off. And try again. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Uh, so obviously you need to hold yourself accountable, right? If you keep making the same mistake, uh, pretty soon it's not really a mistake. You're allowed 14, we've decided. (laughs) But don't let speed bumps derail the progress, right? Again, don't let one bad day derail everything. If your plan is to not eat, even if you're like going vegan and you want to make a whole life change and one day you just have the Baconator from Wendy's. I don't know why I'm talking about Wendy's. that'd be a hell of a change. Well, we know you love Wendy's. We all know (laughs) that's your favorite. But you know, one day you just needed that Baconator. And, you know, the next day, you can go back to being vegan, right? There's no vegan police except for on Twitter. And just don't post about it. (laughs) Turn your mistakes into something, you know, motivation to get better, right? Mm -hmm. You know, use, learn from your mistakes, use them and get through them. Don't derail the whole project. Yes. And this is true for all of your life goals, not just prepping related goals. Absolutely. So in trying to help everyone who listens to our podcast have a better, more prepared 2021, Mm -hmm. We're going to have 21 resolutions, which will help you be more prepared for the dangerous future. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So all of these are pretty simple beginner resolutions that anyone can start to accomplish. You can make these your goal for the year or for a month or for whatever. Yeah. All right. So we're just going to get through them, Corinne, and give your, get your opinion on them. Okay. Since I wrote them down and you had no idea what we were going over, I got right? some guesses. You've got some guesses. All right. Number one, we say it all the time on this podcast, but it's still true. Get at least two weeks supply of food and water prepared in your home. That's a big one, though. That might take a, a little while. It's a huge one, but it's such a relief once yeah. it's done. And I know a lot of people kind of, you know, tiptoe around it. They get some of it. They never quite get 100% there. Just get it there. Costco right now has a two weeks or 50 pounds worth of emergency food right yeah. now. Yeah. They do. You can get it. You can take a short time. You can get, take a full time. We did a whole episode back in, like, the beginning about how to do it. But get that two-week supply of emergency food and emergency water stored at your home. Beautiful. Step number one. So that's gotta the big t- five. Got to turn into a lot of different little right? steps. If you have it already, then just rotate it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, if your food stores include things that you know expire, if they include canned goods or things like that, now is a great time to look at your stock, <laughs> check out the expiration date, start rotating them into your supply, right? We talked about that in our deep pantry episode, uh-huh. but start going through your supplies so you don't have to throw out food, right? 
waste not, want not. So if you already have your two-week supply and you're doing good and you've already kept up on the rotation, maybe this is the year to expand that supply to three weeks or a month. Or, you know, get a little bit more foods and water stored up. More variety. More variety. Whatever. Just kind of think about what you've got there. Change it up. Add to it. Get yourself a little bit more. Or if you don't have it, get that two weeks down. Maybe after eating your expired, almost expired foods, you realize you do not like that type of soup anymore. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So that's number one. Number two, update your emergency binder. Oh, yes. We've talked about this before. So your emergency binder should be It doesn't have to be a binder. It can be a folder or it can be whatever. Your emergency plan. But it should have your emergency plans, all of the contact numbers and copies of all of your important documents, your mortgage, your uh, passports, your driver's licenses for everybody in your house, all of your documents and all of your emergency plans written down, contact numbers for doctors and vets and everybody should all be in a easy to grab, easy to access location. If you don't have it, get it. Make an emergency minder. There are so many free guides for how to do this on the internet. Yeah. The, the CDC has one, um, or the FEMA has one that are really good. I think even like SMUD and PG&E have yes. them. Yes. They're so easy to find, but it, you don't even need to use those. We talked about it in an episode, again, back way back when we started, because it's top big one. If you don't have it, make it. If you have it, update it. Make sure everything's up to date. Maybe somebody lost their phone, got a new number. Got a new number, moved, you know, changed address, whatever. Right? Make sure that's up to date. Number three, build a bug out bag for each member of your family. Right? We did a two-parter on bug out bags back in the day. But this is the idea that some emergencies require you to leave your home. Mm-hmm. So you need to have supplies that are portable. And your two-week supply of food and water probably isn't. So get these bags ready to go. They don't have to be the world's greatest bug out bags, but they do need to be accessible Something. and ready to go. If they already are there, again, rotate them expand on it think about where your holes are in the bag number four start or expand a garden hey this is for you isn't it oh yeah this is well this (laughs) i need to be more consistent with my garden Mm -hmm. but i have one make a smart goal this is a great way to be more prepared in life or more resilient for disasters is to grow your own food right Mm -hmm. uh if you don't already it's a great habit to have it's a great skill set to have and it's a lot of fun start even just a small garden even if you live in an apartment a couple of plants on a windowsill you know growing your own herbs Mm -hmm. growing maybe one or two vegetables or something right a couple of heads of lettuce whatever it can be right start or expand your garden and number five emergency proof your home so this means taking a day and going through your house thinking about all the things that you need in your home for emergencies Checking your smoke and CO carbon monoxide detectors, right? Make sure that you have fire extinguishers in the proper places, right? Uh, If you live in an earthquake zone, make sure everything's earthquake strapped to the walls, right? Nothing over your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Corinne, you got to take those mirrors down over the bed. It's a death trap. (laughs) Gross. Yeah. Emergency shutoffs for your water and gas. I actually found out recently that my emergency shutoff for my water was like a rusted solid and I needed to replace it. Uh, So... Yeah, you know, double check all these things before there's an emergency, because that would have been bad. Yes. Uh, So it's now a brand new one. Uh, But yeah, I did not know that. So that was something that happened to me. I did not know that. (laughs) So yeah. Um, You know, this is a good thing to do once a year. Just kind of do a a checkup on the house. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's the big five. That's pretty good. Yeah. The next ones we're going to call the financial five. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. So again, for most people, even in the event of an actual climate change emergency, the financial emergency that comes along with it 
is just as bad. Or mm -hmm. you can just experience a financial emergency. So many people yes. went through that with COVID. Mm -hmm. They might not have gotten COVID. They might not even know anyone who's died of COVID, but they lost their job. They lost, you know, tons of income. Or because lots of, of hours were cut. Or their hours. Were, yeah, exactly. So they're experiencing a financial crisis, right? So getting your financial steps in order is a big deal. So these ones, the next five have to do with that. Number one, get out of debt. Oof. Hard for people. It's hard for people. So many Americans are in crushing debt. But this is really bad and it gets worse. And again, natural disasters expand upon the capitalism disaster, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> smashing the, the state, sure. But as long as you're in debt, it's going to be worse for you, right? And the stress and anxiety of daily knowing you're in debt is... Oh, it, kills, it literally kills people. Yeah, it does. So make a plan to start paying off your debt. Start getting yourself into a place of financial preparedness. Give up Netflix. They stopped serving office anyways. Pirate's life for me, right? <laughs> Don't pirate media. We would never encourage yeah. that sort of Sorry. behavior. Uh, if you are in a slightly better financial situation and you're not in that kind of debt, start saving. I know so many people who aren't actually in significant debt, but who have zero savings in life. This is all, this is Stop so precarious. <laughs> Stop looking at me. Well, it's just a precarious place to be. Sure. Because, again, you're basically one car accident away from financial catastrophe. Yeah, then you put on your credit card, then you're in debt. <laughs> sure. But that's my point, right? I know. So start saving, even if it's just a little bit every month. Put, you know, if you can, save a little bit. doesn't have to be the most, right? But get some rainy day funds in place. Right? This, and, again, just like you had mentioned before, with debt, having $500 in a savings account somewhere it's just a huge mental relief yes. knowing yeah. that, you know what, I'm okay if something happens, if my paycheck is delayed two days. Mm -hmm. Because even if your employer isn't paying you, your your landlord wants the money, <laughs> right? This yes. is the bullshit we live in, but it's, it's life. So yeah. be prepared. I believe Susie Orman tells us we need to have three months worth of livable wages saved. And that's a goal. That's a smart goal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for most, it might not be achievable for everyone right away, but over time it can be, mm -hmm. right? Number three, set aside for a big project. Again, this is if you're in a better financial spot, mm -hmm. maybe it's time to start setting aside a small amount, $5, $10, whatever, for a bigger prepping project. Solar panels are a big upfront cost, right? But they can benefit you over time. Getting that generator. This is probably one that I'm going to start saving for Ooh. is I don't have an actual like generator to back up power. I'd like to have one. But it's expensive as hell, yeah. and I it's hard to justify. Like <laughs> yes. again, I'm definitely not going to go into debt for a generator. No, but you might have I'd to like pick to up have those one. Overtimes. So if I could save up enough money to the point where it's not a financial burden to get it, yeah, I'd definitely do that. So I think maybe this year that's one of the things I'm going to try for. All right. Um, getting just a new shed or whatever, or putting in a garden or whatever your plans, which it's normally not that expensive, but can you, be. You can just put plants in the dirt. <laughs> they just grow there. <laughs> they it's just crazy. do it. You throw some water on it. But. Yeah, no, but I mean, you know, if you were really into it, you know, you need a blacksmithing tent or something. I don't what? know. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Building your I castle. I don't need to offend blacksmiths. I'll let that go. Okay. That's one That's one people we're not going to offend. I don't need to. There's All no right. need. I've got no issue. The next them. one is one that I saw on a, a couple of lists for this year, which is get an alternate revenue stream. Side and hustle? Is, get a is, side hustle. Yeah, <sighs> I think the idea behind this is that... I so hate many that. People... I'm sorry. I'm gonna just. I'm just gonna be really angry for just one second I, here, because 
one job's not good enough here in America. We are going to really push this working hard business to also, yeah, you got your main job, but of course you always need a side hustle because you can't live off of one job in America. I completely agree with the anger. <laughs> I think my point is exactly that, that you're, most people's economic situation is very precarious as we learn through coronavirus that jobs can disappear in an instant. And so even having a small amount of income coming in from some other stream can be a savior. And this could be, uh, we'll talk about it a little bit later, but you can relate this back to your preparedness. Start your preparedness Etsy. Yeah, basically. Like, it doesn't have to be something you spend a lot of time on. It doesn't have to be something that really gives you a ton of income. It just makes me so mad. I'm just it getting does. so angry. Oh, my sure. Capitalism right must die. <laughs> I hear you. But it's a good way to be more financially prepared. So let's say you let's say you work and you work hard. And then you show up for work one day and your boss is like, yeah, we got to let five people go. So see ya. Yeah. You know, and then you're screwed. But if you had something else that made just $200 a month or something or less than that, $100 a month, it's just a little bit more money in your pocket that can, you know, just that little bit can help. So it's an idea. Again, I'm not going to, I don't want to push everyone to do this. And again, (laughs) oh, Americans, we work ourselves to death. I hate it so much. (laughs) It sucks. It really does. But if you're looking for a way to get financially more secure, that's an option. Again, you don't have to do all of these. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. It sucks. It does suck that we can't just live off of our one job. That's really terrible. It is. But we'll talk a little bit later on one of the other ones about ways to use your prepping as a way to make a little bit of money. Okay. But uh, And the last one in our our financial five is get your digital security checkup. We did a whole episode on digital security, but make sure that nobody can steal your identity or your credit card information because that's not great. I did have my credit card number stolen this year. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Someone bought like $80 with a Pizza Hut, like two Hell hours yeah. and apart from each other. I was like, that's a lot of Pizza Hut. Oftentimes those are just tests. Yeah. I was like, and $80, then... go round table, bud. <laughs> but anyway, they knew I didn't eat it at four in the morning. And luckily I was at work during those hours. So it was extra solid. I was yeah. like, I, there's no way I could have done this. There you go. So, yeah, that's the financial five. Uh, the next five, we're going to, I wrote practices. Practices. Practicing, right? So, the first one is practice or for common scenarios. Practice or drill for common, common emergency scenarios. So, this one is like your fire drill, basically, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's we already talked about having the emergency binder, having a plan. Mm-hmm. But it's not enough to just have the plan because if only you know the plan in your house. <laughs> yeah, Derek. <laughs> it doesn't go great. Um, so everyone in your household should have at least some understanding of what to do in the event of a common emergency. So things like a house fire, excuse me, or if you live in an area prone to any particular natural disaster, what your plan is, where are you going to meet, how are you going to contact one another. Mm-hmm. You need to practice. This is why schools do fire drills and active shooter drills in America. Oh, God. <laughs> this is supposed to be uplifting, this one. <laughs> we didn't do the news, Corinne. Okay. Thank you. But, you know, do some practice drills with your family in your home. Next one, practice alternative cooking skills. And what I mean by this is... Over a fire. Yeah, exactly right. So in the event that there is a gas leak and you don't have access to... Or the power is off and you, for whatever reason, you can't use your normal cooking method, which for most of us would be our home stove, mm-hmm. you need to have an alternative method for cooking food and you need to ha- know how to use it right? Mm. This could be a camp stove. This could be building a fire in a fire pit. This could be your barbecue. Whatever it is, you need to practice on it. This could be fun. This can be fun. 
And it can also, and again, especially in a non-disaster scenario, trying to bake bread on a barbecue might be fun, whether <laughs> no, whether it works or not. Yes. You know, if you end up with a blackened husk of a you know charred Guess pile. Guess what? You're getting Wendy's tonight. <laughs> exactly right. But you need to know whether you can do it and practice doing it. Again, because practice makes perfect. And skills are more important than stuff in this situation. So you're working on your skill there. And it can be good to learn how to cook over an open fire or to use your materials, make sure they all work right, or that you know how to use them, right, which is important. So So, alternative cooking skills. Yeah, practice cooking alternatively, right? The next one is learning durable skills. This is a big one. Mm -hmm. So this is one everyone should probably put on their list is learn a durable skill. And by this, I mean a skill that doesn't go out when the power goes out. So some perfect examples of this is Take a first aid or a CPR course, right? Mm-hmm. Learn how to sew. Learn how to patch your own clothing. That's a huge deal, right? Uh, learn uh, firearms training. Learn beekeeping. Learn blacksmithing. You threw that in there so you could get that one. Sure. But I mean like... <laughs> blacksmithing I, again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Lots of that. I want to be a blacksmith. Why not? I think I've just discovered your secret dream. <laughs> it's not so secret. <laughs> I, I feel like I've been open and honest about my blacksmithing <laughs> desires my whole life. Yes. But, well, uh, I gotta say, I was, uh, I've been talking to Brent, and he's hit a lot of these preparedness numbers here. Oh, yeah. But learning a durable skill is an important life goal, just because these are things that, you know, don't go out, of, like, they're going to be useful at some point. They don't point. go out of style. And a lot of them tie back to that get yourself a side hustle. Yeah. So if you learn how to raise chickens, for example, right? If you learn, you know, some animal husbandry in that regards, right? Sell eggs. Sell eggs, or... Yeah, whatever. If you become a blacksmith, sell your nails or build barrels or something. Swords, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, like, you can try and do this. Basically, it's get a hobby. It can be. Well, get a hobby that's not just, like, I play video games or a hobby that, you know, is I build RC cars or something. And those are fine hobbies. I'm not knocking on them. But they're not durable in a, they're not necessarily preparedness hobbies, right? Get a preparedness-related hobby of some kind. And learn, or learn a new skill. Like I said, this could be taking first aid courses, uh, a wilderness survival class, or a bushcraft class or something, right? Uh, Again, these are a lot less common right now during a pandemic. But I'm sure they have online online options. First aid classes. Yeah. Not as good to practice on yourself. And yeah. All right. The next one, Corinne, this is one we're going to do for the podcast. Are we? Yes. Uh, this will be a little later in the year. But what is this? Yeah. We're going to do a 72-hour blackout test. No. 72? Yes. Why 70? No. 24. Three days. No. So no. if you can manage Resistance. to do three days, it's great. But do a test of your system. Basically, live your life for 24, 48, or 72 hours. To ruin a weekend? Yeah. Ru- take a long weekend. <laughs> yeah. And ruin see, a weekend. <laughs> see how you can do without power. Oh, die. <laughs> exactly right. Well, then, then you need to be a little more prepared, right? <laughs> this can be fun, but another, but it also is very helpful because when the power goes out due to a national natural emergency, it can often take weeks to come back on. Certainly three days as well within chargers. a lot of... Yeah, you got to get that portable <laughs> generator, but you also have to learn to live without power. Can you entertain yourself for a day without power? God, I have can so many books eat? I've never read. So doing this with your family is a good plan and then also if you live in a place with weather luckily here in sunny california it's not as imperative but do this during the winter and then during the summer because there's different challenges if you live in a place where it's 30 below trying to go without power in the winter 
I would certainly die. <laughs> right? You need to be prepared for that, though, because it's possible. Also, if you live in a place where it's 120 in July, the, the different Again, challenges. certain death. But, you know, you need to be prepared to live without air conditioning during that time. So figure it out. Practice. And the last one in this section is go camping at least once each season. I put camping in quotations. No, oh, I was like, I'd like to go camping. But camping, we talked about it in the summer, uh, like summer preparedness guide, is a really great kind of dry run for a lot of emergency situations. Yeah. Because you basically, like, take your bug out bag and see if you can live off of it for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Right? That's camping. There <laughs> Guess you go. what? That's you called backpacking. <laughs> you just backpacked. <laughs> exactly right. But you can do this. And, you know, it definitely helps you learn the skills and learn where the gaps are in your plan because nobody is perfect. Certainly, we're not experts. And so you might think, oh, I'm so, so ready to go. And then you get out there and you're missing something. It's so much better to just be able to go and get in the car and go to Home Depot and buy the thing you need than to be in an emergency and realize, I didn't bring a rain jacket or whatever, right? Yeah. Like practicing with your supplies beforehand is really important. All right, Corinne, you ready for the next four? What's the next five? next five? Uh, I don't really have one. This is like just, I'm, I don't know. This don't, is hodgepodge? Hodgepodge. The okay. last five. The, the kitchen drawer. All right. Learn to preserve food. We already talked about this. We did an episode on canning, which we've done. We made mm-hmm. beef jerky this year. We tried a couple of other different preservation methods this year. It's a lot of fun. And it's, again, it's a durable skill. And it also helps stock up the two-week supply you're of food. You're not wasting money. It, you're not wasting money. It's good for a lot of reasons. It's an old school home, you know, what do they call it? Homesteading skill. Yes. And it's just, it's a lot of fun, honestly. Yes. Um, and it, it's also a side hustle. Oh, you know, if yeah. you So I, there are laws about what you can sell, but most people allow cottage industry. So if you make enough jam, you can generally sell it. Or even if you're just giving it out to friends for five bucks yeah. a can or whatever. Yeah, it's great. Um so and it's a really important skill to have and it's one of those durable skills so learn how to can things and then can things it saves your garden stuff it, yeah it's just great it's a really good prepping skill true so learn how to store or preserve food get into better physical shape oh hey i got hey there you go we already talked about this a little bit all right this is a, the big joke on what's that zombie movie zombie land right cardio know. But, uh, yeah, you got to be able to run during an emergency generally. You also got to be able to carry stuff, right? Water is heavy. Your bug out bag is probably heavier than you think it is. Can you walk around? Can you walk a mile in your bug out bag, Mm -hmm. right? Practice these things. This doesn't mean you need to be able to run a marathon at the end of the year or whatever. Oh, that wouldn't hurt. (laughs) Uh, But it does mean you ought to be in better physical shape. Fair. Next. Get your vehicle prepared for emergencies. Mm. Another one we did a whole episode on, but having supplies in your car for common roadside emergencies is important as well as for less common so just in case there's an emergency while you're in a car having your car bag or whatever ready Mm -hmm. to go but also just like having jumper cables and knowing how to use them knowing how to change your tire and having the supplies to do so and then practicing with this as well so going out and changing your oil or you know helping someone on the side of the road change a tire these are things that are not only nice to do, but they also help you learn a skill. And they make you kind of seem cool. Exactly. Everybody like, and they help, they can help you be more kind of confident in that you know you're not stuck in a place, mm-hmm. right? If you come out to your car and your tire is flat, you can still get out of there, right? Yes. It's nice to have that kind of mental it's a confidence. It's excuse for work, though, if you don't know. We can all pretend. We can all pretend we don't know how. Sure. <laughs> all right. And then what do I got here? Ah, the next two, Corinne are kind of 
like group projects. The first one is get one friend who is not prepared to take some sort of action. It doesn't have to be a big step, but get them thinking about it and starting to get themselves more prepared. If there's one thing we've learned from the pandemic, it's that you know global health and global safety are not individual problems. They're not going to be solved by your individual preparedness. Yeah. You could have a stockpile of thousands of N95 masks, but if everyone around you is not you know healthy, it's not going to go well, yes. right? So get your friends and family, someone you know, someone you care about who is not prepared at all, to start thinking about preparedness. Take to start storing a few bottles of water or a little bit of food. You have a have a bag ready to go. Something, right? Yeah. Just take a, an easy step. Get somebody who's not doing it to do that. The next step. Start or join a local mutual aid group. So, Mm -hmm. again, we're all better prepared together, and we can accomplish more in a group, right? So my own preparedness helps me to help others, and then joining with others helps me collectively act in ways that can save and help the whole community, Mm -hmm. right? So if there is not a mutual mutual aid group where you are, think about starting one. And it can be as simple as finding a couple of like-minded people in a local area who you know, kind of exchange numbers and are ready to kind of, you know, commit to helping one another in the event of a disaster. It can be, you know, starting to go to your local food, not bombs and helping feed the homeless and talking to people about, you know, hey, maybe we could do this, you know, for COVID victims or for whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or there might already be operating mutual aid groups, probably are somewhere nearby that you can just plug into, right? And this is really good and will help you get more prepared because you'll meet people who are already you know, taking these same steps, right? And you'll meet like-minded individuals, right? Stronger collective. So that's the last five there. And then the last one, Corinne, get the vaccine when it comes out. (laughs) So number 21 for 21 is when it's your turn, take your vaccine. Again, everybody's situation is different. If you're young and healthy, obviously let the sick and the, you know, ones that are more susceptible, the frontline workers get the first doses as we have struggled to roll it out. But when it's your time, get the vaccine so we can get, you know, through the COVID uh, situation we're I in right now. I couldn't believe at our job. So we definitely have co- a bit of an issue of COVID at where we work, right? And we got the vaccine. And how many people haven't gotten the free vaccine? You can walk up any time of the day. Yeah, at first they were all like, you need to, you know, uh, they were like lists of who should go first and whether yes. you meet these criteria. And I wasn't like, I'm like, okay, I I'm going to get wait. it. I was going to wait a week or two till it was, you know, till they had all gotten through. But it was like three days later, they're like, just anybody come, just show up. They started announcing it on the radio. You can still come out anytime, come yeah. get it. Yeah. But honestly, peer pressure with that was, was working too at the site. Was it? They, they were giving out little stickers, the yes. little like I voted sticker. Yes, I got <laughs> said, one. Like I got the vaccine. Yeah. And they were telling you wear it. And I was like, is this for? And they're like, yes. Like then they start to see that, you know, everybody has gotten it. More people are getting it. I started asking so. everyone who I worked with that I knew. Like, did you get it? Did you get it? Yeah. Did you get it? I got it. So I tried to sell it myself. Exactly. Yeah. The vaccines appear to be safe. They appear to be effective. I don't. As far as I can tell, there's no microchip in my arm. Even if there is, man, you could implant a whole iPod Nano in there. I don't really care. <laughs> Nano? What year is this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah. So that's our 21 preparedness resolutions for 2021. 2021. Uh, hopefully at least a few of them are things that you're thinking about now and mm-hmm. can obviously, you know, change to fit your own needs. 
But that's kind of it for the first episode of 2021. We got another year, guys. Yeah, for the podcast, for our resolutions, as we talked about last episode, I already started making a list of people we're going to invite on the podcast this year. <laughs> Greta, what'd she say? She just turned 18, by the way. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Greta. Yeah, but uh, she, I have not asked yet. I was making the list. Okay. So I'm going to get a list of a decent number of people at start, and then I'm going to add to it. If you have suggestions, feel free to send them. Uh, you can either find us on Facebook or Twitter or email us at heatinguppodcast at gmail.com. Suggestions, people we should ask to be on the pod. But I'm making my own list as well, and then we're going to start asking. Are so, you telling people who's on the list? Not yet. Okay. Not till they say yes. Or okay. till they say no, and then they'll be on our dead to Either me. a yes or no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great. I'm not going to make people stress out whether they know. They're just going to get You're going to put Elon on there? Why would? No. As a hate, as a hate interview. <laughs> no, because he'll do it. He's got nothing to do <laughs> He's a billionaire. He does nothing else all day. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he was. He, isn't he on the Joe Rogan podcast? So he should be is on he? our... I'm sure he is. That guy gets everybody. Yeah, he does. So, all right. Anyways, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, remember to like it, sub, uh, subscribe. Share, write a review. Yeah, write a review. It really does help. Also, just recommend it to people. Pass the pod on. Tell your friend to listen to our podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. I think big things for the Heating Up podcast this We're year. We're heating up. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Have a great day.